Hey, this is Greg Grunberg, a.k.a. your favorite Star Wars character, Snap Wexley, and you are right where you need to be listening to yet another amazing episode of the Black Squadron podcast. Welcome back to the Black Squadron podcast. I'm BP, a.k.a. Bro Dameron, and with me, as always, is my main man, Todd. Bro, it has been far too long. How have you been? You know what? It's been it's been a it's been a month. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> it feels anytime we take a break from stuff, it just feels like it's like an eternity when we actually get back to it. The, the worst part is like for people who just listen to our show and like don't follow us on social medias or anything else, we don't ever stop. We just or we don't necessarily record an episode, but we are always working in the background, like doing social medias, doing making content, <laughs> searching for things. So it, we're always here. <laughs> we're just not always here. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. So that's a good uh, transition. So if you don't follow us on social media, definitely do that. We have a lot of fun over there. We post a lot of things. We collaborate with a lot of people. Uh, TikTok is a hoot. So come check us out on social medias. Uh, so what are we talking about here tonight, Todd? We're going to do, this is the return of our legendary, if you will, <laughs> five up series where before we went through every single Star Wars movie and did five ups and three downs for each movie. Um, so tonight we're continuing that with fanboys. Um, so we'll go into a little bit later what fanboys is for any people who haven't seen it. Um, but before we get there, we got some, we got some other things to cover. We have a lot of hollow net headlines. We have a lot of cargo hold to cover. Uh, but before that, even we have a couple announcements for you guys. First and foremost, we have been awarded our first ever press passes to a comic con. So Todd and I are headed to Rhode Island Comic Con, November fifth through the seventh. Um, we are jazzed for it, aren't we, Todd? I'm so excited. I've been to this con once before, you know, before the world turned to fire. And it, it's such a fun con. There's so many awesome uh, celebrities from Star Wars that are there, from everything. I remember I took my brother. This is the first con I ever took him to because he lives in the New England area. And we were just casually walking around. And like Lou Ferrigno was just walking by. He's like, is that, is that Lou? I was like, yeah, welcome to the con life. <laughs> <laughs> so as of right now, assuming nothing changes, Freddie Prince Jr., Emily, Emily Swallow, uh, Grief Karga, <laughs> Carl Weathers. Um, a couple other Star Wars folks are pinned to be there. So we're going to do everything we can to see if we can get some uh, access to these folks for you guys. Um, so yeah, November 5th through the 7th. Cannot wait. Uh, we've held this secret for a couple months now, and it's been like a burning in my chest to tell people about it. <laughs> we're, we're super jazzed. Uh, but we did get denied for a press pass for a local con, which I thought was really funny. But what, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's okay. That was Baltimore, right? We'll just go yeah. up there anyway and, yeah. and do some comic hunting and buy more toys. I yes, feel like I haven't, I haven't spent enough money on toys recently to justify. <laughs> it's not like we have, weren't going to go, but yeah, we'll be at Baltimore Comic Con too. That's the next month in October. So if anybody's going to that, let us know. Um, and then last and certainly not least, we are... We've been kicking in this around for a while, um, the pros and the cons, and when the timing was right. I think we are at a good time to launch a Patreon. So we are, as of now, there's only one tier. 
and everybody who joins gets a Black Squadron podcast sticker. And we have created a private Facebook group just for our Patreon members for selling toys, trading toys. Once a month, we're going to have a yard sale, garage sale, flea market type thing where we just have everyone comes in, post stuff for sale, buy stuff, trade stuff, whatever that may be. Um, and in the future, hopefully we can add tiers that give you more access to things. That'd be great. But um, this is not a money grab in any way, shape, or form. This is honestly, Todd and I have plans to travel a lot once we're able to travel more freely to do cons to make content. Um, and so that is the whole goal of the Patreon is to be able to connect with people, have fun with people, and travel and make content for you guys. So. Help keep the lights on a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, this people who listen to this who have a podcast, you know that there's there's cost, tons of costs that you don't think about when you're not making a podcast, uh, when you want to make your content that much better. So, but we're just um, thought we'd start a Patreon and branch out yeah. a little bit. Want to toss us a little bit of money? We'd appreciate it if you just want to share the episodes and and post about the the show and let people know how much you love it. We appreciate that too. You know, it, every little bit helps getting getting the word out about the show. Everything helps. We appreciate you. Um, but without further ado, Todd, let's hop right into the HollowNet headlines. All right, to kick things off, it's going to be a little bit of some Lego news. So not toy news, though. It's a, uh, a new Lego Disney Plus special. It's called Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. It's a little bit of a spooky Halloween-themed Lego special. So we had the Lego Holiday special not too long ago. Uh, I'm really excited about this one. So the the general overview of this is that after crash landing on Mustafar, Poe Dameron, our boy, much love, and BB-8, our little boy, much love to him, uh, visit Castle Vader, the galaxy's first all-inclusive Sith-inspired luxury resort. I just realized this is kind of funny because you think about Galactic Star Cruiser and how it's like an all-inclusive luxury resort. I was like, see what you... I see what you're doing, Disney. You're not you know, fooling me. You know what's crazy is that Mari has been at this resort for the past six months. <laughs> Does not lives there. Uh, Darth Vader's servant, Vinny, regales his guests with three Sith-inspired stories. The Lost Boy, which is the story of how a young Ben Solo first meets Ren and his Knights of Ren. I do love that we're seeing more of the Knights of Ren and Ren. I'm curious if this is going to be basically like a Lego adaptation of the comic series that Charles Soule did. Or if they're going to deviate from that a little bit. Did you see who's voicing Ren? No. Christian oh, Slater. I did. I did see that. I couldn't remember the, the actor, but that'll be interesting. Ren's getting a lot of love. We'll talk about that a little later, but this is, I'm, I'm here for the Ren love. Uh, the other two stories are the dueling monstrosities, which imagines how Darth Maul and General Grievous were reborn. Excited about this because we're finally getting some night sister Halloween, like spooky content. And I've been wanting this forever because they're the perfect Halloween themed characters and they've just done nothing. They always do Vader's castle yeah. and Vader. So the fact that we're actually getting some night sister love and like mother Towson and Oh, so excited about that. And then the last one is the Wookiee's paw, which I think is funny because you think of the monkey's paw. Yeah. Uh, one which of my gives... favorite episodes of the Simpsons ever. Mm hmm. So this is going to give a look at what might have been if all of Luke Skywalker's greatest wishes were immediately granted. So these will be fun. The holiday special was great. I think they did it. I'm curious to see if this is kind of like the in canon, because I don't know if like 
the holiday special was counted as canon, but it was like the first like post Rise of Skywalker um, content we got. So I'm curious to see where this sort of falls in the general Star Wars timeline. The poster was really cool too. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited. I love anything Halloween and the fact that we're getting some uh, Star Wars Halloween action. And Lego's going hard somewhere. right now. Lego is going crazy. So piggyback off of that Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, the video game that we've talked about numerous times and eventually is coming out. Uh, got a gameplay trailer revealed. Uh, basically, you're going to play through all nine episodes of the core saga. So prequels, original sequels. Travel through hyperspace and explore over 20 unlockable planets, including uh, Coruscant, other worlds, uh, and experience various types of gameplay from chaining attacks and lightsaber combat to space battles to me playing as Boba Fett nonstop and just jetpacking around the entire map. Uh, players can also unlock and choose from over 300 characters. So you're going to get the main storyline characters, but I also believe that Mandalorian characters will show up the Bad Batch characters, because I think if you order the deluxe edition, you get those character packs, and I'm sure they'll sell DLC with other character packs as more stuff comes out. Like Maybe they'll throw in the Star Wars Visions characters and all kinds of craziness. They can do whatever with LEGO. Maybe some High Republic for you High Republic fans out there, because I was on Twitter the other day, and there was a lot of, like, where's the High Republic merch? We need High Republic merch. Give us High Republic merch. So, uh, Speaking of High Republic, since I didn't put it down for the cargo hold coming up next, I did see that they're selling a 10-pack of higher public trading cards on Top's website. hey uh, So it, it's begun. It's, I feel like it's still going to be part of something bigger when all said and done with the High Republic. Um, unfortunately for Star Wars, the, Skywalker, the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga game, they pushed the release date again. So instead of being in the fall, which I think was the original push date, it's now spring 2022. So we got to wait a little bit longer to play this game. I don't really know why they keep kicking the can on this. Uh, I mean, I imagine the game's done. I don't know if they had to go back and reformat everything for the new next-gen consoles because originally it was going to come out on the previous-gen consoles, and who knows. But now, spring 2022, that's when it's coming out. Maybe, and complete speculation, maybe there's something that's going to happen in the Book of Boba Fett that they want to include in this game. Well, and that could go to the like character packs, like if because they, they keep pushing it and because there's more shows that are coming out between that, um, I could see them wanting to have more time to develop more character packs that they could like release immediately when the game comes out. Um, but we'll see. I'm excited for this. I'm going to get it. I'm probably and great segue for the next one. Probably going to buy a PS5 for this game because we just got an announcement, I believe it was this week, that Knights of the Old Republic is getting remade. I know we talked about this as a rumor a couple months ago, um, but it's officially confirmed. Knights of the Old Republic, the original KOTOR game, is getting a remake. It's going to be a PS5 exclusive, PlayStation 5, and PC. Uh, it's being rebuilt from the ground up. I'm really curious to see what that means, if they're going to change it, the combat style from a... Um, what's the word for it it's like real time it's not real time but it's like stop and go kind of combat like it would yeah i, I know yeah. what you're saying yeah so you would basically like enter an engagement it would pause the game and then you would like choose your attacks and basically go back and forth and i think they're probably going to try and make it a little more fluid combat wise because i know that can kind of be a sticking point for people especially newer gamers who are coming into it that aren't used to kind of that clunkier gameplay mechanic yeah. um, 
But Aspire is the one that's handling the remake. They've done a couple other ones. I, I'm sure this is going to be great. It's going to be on the new the new consoles. It's going to be on PC. Um, I did hear from a friend who will remain nameless that this remake will eventually hit Xbox. I can see it. If they're making it for PC, then they're going to probably make it for Xbox just because Microsoft is... I mean, anything that's on Xbox is usually made for PC as well. Um, so it wouldn't shock me. I could see Sony striking a deal with them to get exclusive rights initially. And then after six months or whatever, um, you know, Xbox gets it or a year or something. But it's enough to drive enough people to get PS5s. I know I saw tons of people saying, well, now I have a reason to go buy a PS5. And they were holding off for seriously. I mean, I'll, I'll keep clinging on to my PC as long as I can because I enjoy it. But. There's, a, there's enough PS5 games coming out now that I'm definitely going to pull the trigger on that. In non-gaming related news, we got an announcement that there's going to be a Funko Baby Yoda balloon at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Very exciting. And has Funko had a Macy's Parade float yet? I don't think they have. This might be their first one. I don't think they have. I mean, they're big enough at this point that they it makes sense for them to because they're everywhere and I think they're common enough that people would recognize everybody's going to recognize the child as uh just in the float like it'll be like oh everyone it's baby yoda floating across new york city um but you see funkos everywhere and even like people that i know that don't collect funkos or collect toys i think recognize what funkos are um so that's gonna be fun I, i love seeing a giant balloon grogu floating through new york city this is the first funko balloon okay cool well that's cool hey congrats to them man that's that's a big deal um and that's gonna be fun to see i'm probably gonna watch the parade just to see grogu because i'll be curious to see if they do like a float underneath of him Mm -hmm. i hope oh man i really hope that the because you know they always have people like dressed as clowns and shit yeah i hope they're dressed as star wars characters that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you have like a bunch of people dressed in like as Dinjarin or yeah. a bunch of Jawas or something like pulling Gro- yeah. Grogu through the streets of New York or have uh, Ludwig Göransson doing um, music, like playing the theme, the Mandalorian <laughs> theme on a float or something. I'm um, here for that. Speaking of Mandalorian, I know we were on break uh, while this came out, but Disney Gallery Star Wars: The Mandalorian season two finale came out. Uh, the making of the season two finale, and that was. So cool. I mean, it's a little bit of spoilers if you haven't watched it yet, but seeing Mark Hamill like as Luke and then the technology behind how they took his face and did the 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 de-aging, but also kind of a deep fake. And then the actor that they even brought on to play like a young Luke Skywalker and how they talked and there's just the whole process was so cool. And it, it always is. It's another reason why the Mandalorian always impresses me with the technology and, and how they're pushing the envelope to make new shows and new content and, and move cinema forward. It blows my mind how well this show keeps secrets. Yes. Like, it might be the only show I can think of that doesn't have leaks ever. I mean, there definitely are some leaks. Like we knew, like Ahsoka, like Rosario Dawson was playing Ahsoka. We knew Tim Tim Mor- Tim Morrison is the worst at keeping secrets because his <laughs> agents literally were like Tim Morrison, the the Mandalorian, like on his yeah. acting profile, like a month before the the show came out. 
I guess I kind of um, meant the the big big reveals. The, the big reveals, yeah. The the Mark Hamill. The, the I mean, the fact that, well, and they I think it's because they do stuff that's believable. Like Mark Hamill's, like Luke Skywalker showing up was Plo Koon in all the Mark, scripts, yeah, and people yeah. believed it because Dave is a massive Plo Koon Plo Koon mm-hmm. fan. I mean, he I think cosplayed as him before he started working for a Lucasfilm. So, which uh, never you know, other than the Clone Wars, Plo Koon is is kind of meh. I mean, uh, I only thing I remember him from in the movies was dying. <laughs> well, he does some cool stuff in allegedly. Attack of the Clones, but yeah, allegedly <laughs> he survives. We're gonna see uh, a shard to a Chris Plo Koon in in all his glory. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. I loved it. It, it was another great reminder. It made me more excited for the Book of Boba Fett and Mando season three eventually. Yeah, well, three months from that now. Yeah, a little, little less. Hopefully, we'll start to get something soon. I imagine uh, end of September, maybe October, we'll get a teaser, trailer, something to to get the hype train going. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's probably pretty well. Actually, New York Comic Con is next month. Are they? They don't usually. Lucasfilm doesn't have a huge presence usually, though. I know the the publishing does. And I think they did the the Clone Wars trailer. Was that at Lucas or at New York Comic Con? Mm-hmm. So I, I, what I was they, thinking is, there's not a lot because of the pandemic. There's not a lot going on. You know what I mean? Like in terms of what it usually is relative. So yeah. maybe maybe this will maybe this will strike Disney Plus to do some stuff there. Maybe I mean, don't they have their own thing too though that they're doing like a Disney Plus thing in Orlando. Or, or I think there's something Disney related in Orlando going on. I don't know. Hopefully, at some point, hopefully we get a trailer or they're just going to tease us along until like a month before and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's a trailer for something that comes out in a month. Have fun. <laughs> Brace yourselves. It's coming. Trust us. It's coming. Yeah, that's going to be a great show, too. So I'm excited. A um, couple other things on here. Uh, Star Wars Crimson Rain got announced while we were on break. Uh, it's going to be a five issue run that focuses on spoilers, Kira and Crimson Dawn after War of the Bounty Hunters. I'm behind on this comic line, so I need to catch up. I've got a whole stockpile. I showed BP. <laughs> you guys are obviously audio listeners, but I showing BP. I have like a giant, like multiple inch thick stack of all these comics now because there's so many interconnecting comics. That'll be yet another thing that you'll be able to see in the Patreon group. Yeah, I'll show you every possible <laughs> one of these comics. I'll just start reading all of the Todd's comic reading section where I'll be like, and on this page, um, the stuff I've read, though, I love it. It's, it's all about Boba Fett. I'm excited for this. I'm excited that we're getting more Kira and more Crimson Dawn, which makes me think that they're setting both Kira and Crimson Dawn up for some st- big stuff coming for post original trilogy content. Um, so. I don't originally I thought maybe we'd see her in War of the Bounty Hunters. I'm not so sure now because I think this comes out in November or December, maybe late November, early December. I think this series comes out um, and it's written by Charles Soule, who does fantastic with all of these. He always knocks it out of the park and this. I'm sure he'll kill again and it'll be great. And yeah, it's Kira. I love the solo content. I love Crimson Dawn. I love everything about more of this. It's part two of a planned trilogy, which is cool. I didn't realize I thought it makes my wallet hurt because that means that there's going to be another who knows how many comics that come out after this, after the plethora of War of the Bounty Hunters series comics. Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) It's going to be, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's a lot. And then there's tons of familiar characters that are making appearances. So I know we talked about it with the um, terrifying tales, but the Knights of Ren are making an appearance. Apparently we saw Ren on some of the cover art for this series. Dr. Aphra's on there. Vader and Palpatine are on there. Um, this is another series that's going to take place between episodes five and six. So it's going to be good. I'm was excited. This, was this the series that I sent you guys? The, the Todd knock connecting covers. Yeah. Yeah, I that yeah, I love Todd Knock. Um, I'm really excited to see the Af- Dr. Afra and Kira interactions in this comic. Yes. Well, they're very like and again, I wish I could say more cuz I'm I'm behind, but just the way that I, I feel like her character is being portrayed moving forward is is going to be interesting to see that interaction with Afra who's Afra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then while, you know, while we were taking a break, unfortunately, J.W. Rensselaer passed away, um, passed away after an 11 month bout with pancreatic cancer. He was 58. But if if you've read any of his stuff, he made so many amazing books about the making of Star Wars. I mean, they're some of my favorite behind the scenes content. Um, they're they're truly something I was first introduced to him through the resistance broadcast because they had him on as a guest. And he, it was funny because he was basically talking about how George hated Mara Jade, like hated with a passion <laughs> Mara Jade. Um, and I, the, but that made me want to go and buy his making of Star Wars books just to get a deeper dive. And it, they're so thorough and, and so well written. And he was just such a, a, a nice person and a, and a great impact on the community. So he will be uh, deeply missed by all. His, his work will live on. Yes. Uh, and then a couple more things. There's uh, going to be a price raise on Black Series figures and Deluxe figures. So they're going to be about 5 to $10 more expensive, which is awful for us um, because I can't stop buying these. And as you'll see, based off of the you know cargo hold segment, there's more of these figures coming, which means that I'm going to be more and more broke at the end of this, which my girlfriend might not like with all the concerts that we're going to nowadays. I'm I'm fighting off two hobbies right now, and it's going to financially cripple me. I was thinking about this in terms of Black Series. Unless, and assuming Den changes his armor again, I don't really need anybody else. That being said, I might get the Walmart exclusive crosshair that they just announced. He's the Imperial crosshair. Oh, that one came out a while ago, oh, but they it? keep yeah, it came out a while ago, but it yeah. immediately sold out. Oh, that's why. So it's probably it. it's because the same thing happened with the um, Bad Batch Rex too, with mm. the Braca Ponch yeah, Poncho yeah, yeah, yeah. sold out in like ten seconds, and then I think it's finally getting a restock. But it's Walmart. I hate yeah. them. Yeah, they the worst. The worst. Not not a fan, but I don't know. There's I'm I'm bracing myself for the Book of Boba Fett merch coming which means that all these price hikes are going to get passed on to those toys and you know there's going to be a million deluxe figures for that because it's boba fett so they can slap you know 12 different iterations of armor on boba fett i'm sure he's going to change his armor again in the book of boba fett just because they can yeah they have the art they have the mold so they they're just going to keep pumping boba out well it's just different paint applications like he could have literally the same armor and just slightly like clean it up a little bit and mm-hmm. it's like, all right, well, new figure. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, well, that's, you know, another $40 down the drain. Uh, and then there's two rumors, or I guess there's a rumor, is that the Ahsoka series is searching for an actress to play Sabine Wren. 
So a little bit of spoilers for the Ahsoka series. We'll see if this actually is true or not. Yeah. I can't remember where I saw this. Um, but if Sabine, it, it makes sense based off of the story plot that if they're going to pick up basically where we see Ahsoka and Mando. Yeah. Um, that Sabine would would join, but that also kind of throws out the option of this being a uh, an animated Rebels sequel. It makes it more of a live action Rebels sequel, which kind of breaks my heart just because I, I feel like very strongly that anything Rebels should stay in animation. Who would you like to see? Uh, the actress that voices her. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of her. Just uh, Tia Sinclair. Yeah, Tia Sinclair. I she she's great. I don't see why they would need anybody else aside from her. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Then that's all I got. Um, so I'm gonna toss it back to you, BP, for the cargo hold. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. The cargo hold segment is brought to you by Skyward Fun Supply. Skyward Fun Supply was born from a love of two things, Star Wars and the hobby of figure and toy collecting. They are a company that truly knows how fun the hobby of action figure and toy collecting is because they are collectors too, with over 30 years of experience in the hobby. Every item from Skyward Fun Supply is guaranteed to be in mint condition. Head over to www.skywardfunsupply.com and use code BSP10 to save 10%. So the cargo hold, my God, it's been it's been a while, kids, uh, since we've talked about toys. And and they, they just because we took a break, they did not. <laughs> uh, so before I get into all the, the toy-related news, uh, we'll do our personal pickups. So for this past couple weeks, uh, I found and bought the episode, Phantom Menace Episode 1 illustrated screenplay book. Um, so it's it's literally the screenplay printed out and bound together. And I got it for six bucks on eBay. Um, I love, 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 love sketches, like for real, for movies. And it's just a whole book of sketches. And it's fantastic. So I recommend it to everybody. I finally took the dive and purchased two Detoffs. So now my collection is pretty much centralized, with the exception of the Batman stuff that Todd can see behind it's my brought, head. Brought to you by IKEA. Yeah, brought to you by IKEA. And I'm gonna by have the to way, get more of putting together a detox by yourself. What's <laughs> up? It was a bear, man. <laughs> I should have given you a warning about that because I remember putting them. I have to move mine in a couple months, and I'm petrified of moving them because they are just a, a wire frame with just yeah. panels of glass. If, yeah. if, for people who don't know what they are, they're they're um, IKEA makes these display cases basically that are just like metal wire frames, and then there's glass panels on all sides, and then like a top and a bottom um, solid wood wood panel, yeah, yeah. Um, and a, it swings open with a glass door. They are super difficult to they're not super difficult to put together, but they're hard if you're doing them yourself because you have to like put all of the glass panels in to, at once and then put the top on and they like to move around and they don't connect to anything. They don't connect to the frame at all. They have to be um, in the exact perfect spot for everything to go together. Yeah. It, and it's glass. It's and glass. If, if you mess up, then you break glass and then you have broken glass panels all over the place and that's no fun. So moving them, I'm like trying to strategically think of how I'm going to move them because I, 
I don't I don't want to put them in like a U-Haul or anything because I'm afraid of them breaking. And then I have a bunch of broken glass all over my stuff. I don't even like I was thinking about it. Like if I had to move them, I, I guess I would start with taking the doors off. Taking the shelves out and just leaving the rest of it the way it is, because the, the wiring inside, it's not connected. The, the wiring itself is not connected to its to the other side. So honestly, the only thing holding this thing up is the glass. So these things are uh, a nightmare to even like consider moving it. So I'm not looking forward to that at all. Yeah, it's great. I'm excited. It'll be uh, it's a it's a problem for later, Todd. I'll yeah. let myself deal with that. <laughs> yeah, that's BP, future BP's issue. <laughs> I don't need that now. That's not my issue. <laughs> um, and what else did I get? Um, I got gifted the Bespin Leia Funko Pop, the one where she's in the amazing Bespin red and green outfit. Um, so that was on my desk when I went back to the office for the first time in over a year. Um, I also got the Poe Dameron X-Wing Lego set that came out recently. So it's the first X-Wing he had in uh, Force Awakens. And it's him and BB-8 figures are with it. And with the help of Mari and her entire family, essentially, I was able to get the, Cos- uh, the Boba Fett Starship Lego set from Costco. And it was like thirty or forty bucks. I can't remember. And it's yeah, it's that. a nice little uh, little set. I picked it up. I got mine from the Lego store, so I could get those bonus points, so that I can hopefully save money whenever they drop a, a bigger, more expensive Lego set. What'd you um, get? What'd you pick up? So I got I got the Boba Fett starship Lego set. I got the Armor's Forge one, which is really funny because it's so you've got the armor, you've got. Um, Dinjarin, and then you've got Paz Vizsla, and the Paz Vizsla is like this chunky little Mando figure. It's great. I love it so much. Uh, I got the Lego Advent Calendar today. I was just perusing the Lego store near my house, and uh, saw it was there, and I was like, well, might as well get this now before it sells out, and I think there's only like three left or something, so they're already, like it's September, and they're already like having, the the guy that was there was saying that they were having issues keeping them on, on the shelf. So It's crazy. People love their advent calendars. And which, I'm excited uh, for this one. Yeah. Which Lego store do you go to? Uh, so I was near Pentagon City today. Uh, normally I'll go to the one in Tyson's. Um, but we were over near Pentagon City today and I forgot they had a Lego store. So I popped in there just just to see. There's a couple like non-Star Wars Legos that were announced that I kind of want. Like they released a um, a guitar because like, they've been doing... I don't, they're like practical items, but they've done like a typewriter and uh, they've got a guitar now. They did a, a, a Super Nintendo and like a TV with like Super Mario. Yeah. Um, so just stuff like that that I think is really cool. Um, and it's different. The only Lego store I've been to in this area is the one at National Harbor. Okay. Oh, I forget that there's one there too. Man, yeah. We really do have a ton of Lego stores nearby. Yeah. No Targets yeah. and Walmarts, but Legos yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Never have an issue finding Legos. They did have a ton of the R2-D2 Legos. The, the big set? Yeah, the big sets at this one. Um, so that was that was cool to see. I'll probably at some point get that whenever I can stop hemorrhaging money and have some time to get my feet under me. For those who don't know, I've been going to a bunch of concerts recently, and those things are not cheap. As it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, what are these? what's going on here uh and then i also got a whole bunch of the war of the bounty hunters comics nice. so trying to get caught up on those um I, I forgot to pre-order a whole bunch of them so i had to like bulk order them um 
but that'll be fun. I'm excited to get get into those and get caught up and and eventually work through the rest of this series, which I think is coming to a close next month. So the next month or, or early November, I think, is when it's officially like done, done with, with this uh, big crossover event. And then we'll get the Crimson Rain stuff and then whatever part three of this trilogy is going to be. Hopefully it's not a giant like 30 issue run. Yeah. I'm excited to get the volume of this hardcover. I, I want that a lot. Yeah, the the a big like collection of this would be nice, but also I'm just so I was like I gotta get each one of these as they yeah, come out. So there's so many Boba Fett covers, it's crazy. So so many variant covers and so much. All the artwork's awesome too. Like if I was a variant collector, I'd be broke because there's so many of them. I think the the prelude, the Boba Fett Alpha, had like what like oh, 40, 50 different variants. I got four, so. <laughs> No, thanks. Too many of them. Yeah, it's a lot. But I think, oh, and then the last thing I got was the um, Return of the Jedi Endor Luke Skywalker Lucasfilm 50th from Walmart that actually came in a box with some protection. Wow. Not a little, a little, you know, bent, but nothing like crease or bubble destroyed. Or I was like, oh, my goodness, I got the, the Hail Mary, like grail from walmart i was gonna say wow, that looks minty <laughs> it, was, it was a little too minty for a walmart figure which is funny because i got the atst atst driver before that in a soft envelope that literally looked like someone would just punch the life out of the bubble they did, they did actually so yeah hopefully no more walmart exclusives um because i can't deal with that stress when it comes to ordering i like to order everything from jeremy so yeah, Skyward Funds Black BSP save ten. Um, so we have a lot of stuff to cover in terms of toys, and the very first one I have little to no idea how to pronounce this new company name. So <laughs> I, um, I saw this and thought it was a scam originally. I did too. Um, so NECA and Rubies have teamed up, and the only reason that, like Todd, I thought it was a fake company or a scam. But we got a DM from our friend Darth Von Olin, who worked at Tops and now works at. Geno Nova? I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> but it's a new high-end Star Wars helmet and mask company. So, yeah, their stuff is available now. Um, the prices are high, to say the least. So, um, yeah. So, I did some digging, and, and what it sounds like is that this is basically becoming a Novos 2.0. Um, so they're taking over because for those who don't know, Novos is, is a Star Wars like costuming company that would make licensed like helmets and and uh, props and, and whatnot that were accurate to the movie. They were screen accurate, but they were notorious, like super notorious for taking pre-orders from people and just never delivering items, delaying like for years. Like there are people that ordered like original The Force Awakens Stormtrooper helmets that just never got them and they'd still get updates like it's coming. and. Yeah. They you know, just, next they quarter would... or something like that, and they just never would make them. So they have a giant backlog of stuff. So I think this new company is taking over some of that backlog, and then they'll be proceeding forward because uh, Anovos is either bankrupt or under so many different lawsuits that they are going to be bankrupt that they uh, basically are, I think, going to go under um, if they aren't already. So this new company is is going to basically fill that void, which hopefully they're better about filling 
um, orders. And they, I mean, the crazy thing is Anovos had the license for so long, yeah. even with all these issues that I'm, I'm amazed that it, t- it took until now um, for, for this to happen. When I saw their booth at Star Wars Celebration, I was sh- just stunned at the audacity they had <laughs> to well, set a booth up and like never actually give people their stuff. And they were showing like stuff for new things that were coming out. Yeah. That was like new jetpacks, and, and I was like, <laughs> "What do you guys like? You guys have a giant backlog of stuff that you're never going to deliver. Why? Why are you here? Yeah. To this... And how are you promoting this new stuff that people and everybody like I've, people who knew about it knew to avoid but i feel bad for like new people who come into it because it's they're not cheap i mean they're very like six seven hundred dollars for a helmet kind of you know pricey items and they're screen accurate and they're based off of a lot of times based off of um scans of movie accurate props and helmets and everything so you're you're getting you know in theory as close to screen accurate as you're gonna get um but yeah i was (laughs) i was not a fan that was like one of the first things i learned when i was interested in buying like screen accurate helmets and everything was avoid Novos with a passion. So here's what they have available on their website right now, the new company. So they have the full size one-to-one carbonite Han. It's 1700. They have a one-to-one Darth Vader for 1500. They have Din Djarin's helmet for 700. They have a one-to-one Yoda. A rogue one shore trooper helmet for 675 the first order flame trooper helmet for 675 the imperial royal guard helmet for 650 a one-to-one grogu and if i'm being honest just looks terrible uh maybe it's just the picture but yikes um and then the they have two imperial officer hats a black and an olive and they're both 75 each Gotcha. So some of that is, I think, from Ruby's yeah. side. Like I think the Grogu's a uh, Ruby's thing, um, yeah, which is supposed Yoda to, are Ruby's. Yeah. So those are supposed to be like sideshow hot toys competitor kind of things, and they just don't hold up to the sideshow hot toys versions. Um, but the helmets, I think, are from the Anovos backlog. Oh yeah, they absolutely are. It's just literally the same pictures. Yeah. So, oh, we'll see. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let them get their feet under them and see. Uh, if they actually get these out and and how that all goes, I'd be really interested to hear if anybody actually got anything. I've seen some people get stuff from Anovos, but it's it's the the headache and the hassle is just not worth it. It sounds. Well, let's get to a company that um, does deliver <laughs> hot toys. <laughs> deliver straight to my bank uh, yeah. bank account. Actually, oh, uh, breaking news. Uh, I got an email that the Ahsoka Clone War Season 7 that I ordered last year started to take payments out for. Oh, okay. So that's probably coming out as long as supply chain issues aren't enormously terrible. Yeah, so it'll probably be here at the end of next month or end of November-ish. Gotcha. Uh, But Hot Toys announced a couple new things. We're getting the Luke Skywalker Deluxe from The Mandalorian, so that end episode. Um, it looks really good. I mean, it's hard not to, it's hard to mess up this particular set. So it looks incredible. It's got a good price tag on it, but it's hot toys. You know what you're getting. It's quality. It's worth it. Um, they also announced the return of the Jedi scout trooper with speeder bike set. Again, looks amazing. So hot toys, 
can do no wrong at the moment. I'm, I'm so on the fence about the scout trooper only because I, I know there's going to be more like Fenix coming. There's a, there's a bunch of characters that we know are coming um, from their Funcon that they did. How many months ago? Several months ago at this point. Yeah. Um, so I know Fenix coming. I've got the Boba Fett and throne uh, figure on pre-order. So that's going to start hitting it. So, so part of me wants to get the scout trooper, but I'm probably going to hold off. But it it looks good, and the the speeder bike looks awesome. I I think they basically just took the Mando <laughs> figures that they made, the Mando um speeder bike and Scout Trooper, and just redid the paint application yeah. and repainted the speeder bike. And it's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Turn the Jedi. <laughs> exactly. Um, this next one, I think I stared at the listing for like five minutes trying to think if it was new or if it was 1991. Um, but the this November, November 11th, 11-11, Amazon exclusive, R2-D2 Tamaguchi. Tamagotchi, sorry, Tamagotchi. <laughs> I can't believe this is a thing that's happening again. Uh, so if you're a millennial like myself, you grew up with these things. And I've taught, I don't know if you missed these. No, I remember Tamagotchis. So yeah. They're, I'm, not, I'm not that young. They're back. <laughs> so you, there, there are two versions. There's a white version and a blue version. So um, R2-D2 collectors, you got a Tamagotchi to purchase on the 11th, which where's I believe the, uh, is up for pre-order now. Yeah, where's the Poe Dameron? Like somehow the Tamagotchi has returned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that'll be a meme that we should put up for sure. Um, yeah, this is, I, I just can imagine like the R2 just beeping at people if you forget about it. <laughs> it's like just three like, months later, R2's just like incessantly <laughs> yelling at you. Is is cursing you out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Funko Pops, they don't stop. I mean, they just don't stop. It, it's just a constant assault. Um, so we got a couple things announced. We got a concept art four-pack. So this is based off the Ralph McQuarrie stuff, right? So Yoda, Vader, R2, and C-3PO. And these are all, again, Amazon exclusives. So order and hope to God they're not destroyed when you get them. And then we got a couple things that were brought to light by just Damien Opa on Instagram. And this guy hits all the time he never misses yak faces even uses them um so we're getting valentine's day pops of ahsoka grogu luke and grogu and den we're also getting the book of boba fett funko pops as of right now there there are two pops and two funko pop keychains listed and if i had to guess right now those two pops are probably boba fett and fennec yeah because jeremy just got in his um Boba Fett, like post Sarlacc armor, Mandalorian Funko Pops. Yeah. Um. So I, I imagine I, I'd be curious if they release a Mandalorian Boba Fett rearmored Funko Pop, and then a Book of Boba Fett rearmored Boba Fett Funko Pop. It's a mouthful, right there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Just it. It makes me cry thinking about it. Uh, and then last for Funko is a Yavin medal ceremony. Leia, so the white dress, and she's holding a medal, and she's got the long braid. That is again an Amazon exclusive. So, I guess it's a good thing it's not Target and Walmart exclusive for Todd and I. Amazon usually delivers, like literally delivers. So, um, that's they up sell for out pre-order now. By the way, they sell out quick though on Amazon too. Uh, I I don't like exclusives. Oh yeah, I I hate exclusives. I don't <laughs> Uh, Lego coming at you once again with an Ahsoka Tano. She'll be the 150th Lego Brickheads character. That's a lot. 
I didn't realize there was that many Lego brickheads. I didn't either. Like that's I, crazy. <laughs> I thought this was still like a relatively new thing. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I blown away that by many. that number. <laughs> yeah, I, hold on, culture, <laughs> little shock right there. I don't have any of these, but every time I see them, I regret not buying them. Uh, Geeky Tiki's is announced a biker scout for Return of the Jedi, I assume. But it looked incredible. I'm super excited about that one. Uh, is it I, white? Yeah. Or is it? It's like, yeah, uh, it's like whitish gray. Okay. Um, but there was a Geeky Tiki's booth at New York Comic Con 2019. And I told Slate, I was like, hey, remind me, coming back here, I want to buy couple and we left <laughs> and then there was no cons again so uh that sucked <laughs> but i i just every time i like think about it i'm never near a computer or something to buy it so maybe i'll do that as we talk i i don't know if what i would drink at because i don't make enough like drinks that i feel like would be justified to have a a, a tiki mug for yeah. so i i can never justify buying these but they always are so cool and their their con exclusives are really cool because they'll do um like stuff that goes together or like a big version of something and then a small version like if they do like a mando and grogu kind of thing it'll be like a normal size geeky tiki for mando and then like a tiny one for grogu i i love the millennium falcon like punch bowl version they yeah have. I think that was, a, was that a celebration exclusive one i want to say it was either the celebration or san diego yeah that was cool though dangerous <laughs> yeah 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 um speaking of unrelenting assaults on our wallets gentle giant um is bringing out i mean i guess it's it's more rise of skywalker stuff but again it's dark ray uh mini bust and this is pretty unique i think for a mini bust it comes with swappable heads uh we get the teeth version like the cone head style teeth <laughs> um and then a closed mouth version uh that'll be a new york comic-con exclusive which is coming up you can pre-order it now if you're a premium guild member there's only 2,500 of these made. So if you really loved that split second of Darth Ray content, this is for you. And also Gentle Giant, again, premium guild members. Um, I'm going to have to join this goddamn group eventually. Well, you, you actually collect these ones, right? These, what you're about to talk about? I want to very much, <laughs> but I can never get them. <laughs> uh, another Jumbo Kenner. Uh, this time it's Tarkin from A New Hope, and that's my favorite movie. I would absolutely love to have this one and the Dinjarin, but the, if, to join the guild member, it's like eighty bucks a year, and then the figures in another like eighty to hundred dollars. Like it's that's an investment at this point, right? It's crazy. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm okay. This next one I've been seeing everywhere. Uh, this is this came the news of this came out a while ago. But now I'm seeing literally everybody find this. So Disney does the Droid Factory droid, Halloween Droid every year. Yeah. This one <laughs> is R6W1CH, so witch. And it's a little red uh, astromech wearing a wizard or a witch's hat. I mean, it's adorable. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I love that they're diving into like the Halloween season Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I grabbed, side tangent, I grabbed a Grogu like Halloween uh star wars shirt at target and it's like grogu and he's either like frankenstein or a zombie or something and it's uh, I, I meant to wear it but it is so stinking cute speaking of star wars halloween stuff um this is not star wars at all uh, and todd don't <laughs> don't edit this out um i went to spirit halloween 
because my four-year-old daughter is obsessed with Halloween. So she wanted to go one open near us in Falls Church. We went the very first day. They had a giant sign, and I bought it, of it's the Sanderson Museum of Witchcraft, Salem, Massachusetts, from Hocus Pocus. So it looks exactly like the sign that hangs out in front of the museum in the movie. I so love I had, had to have it. It's in my house. I don't know <laughs> what the hell I'm going to do with it, but. So, uh, I'm going to jump on on this too. So I've been meaning to go to Spirit Halloween just mm-hmm. because like as more and stuff is, is being added, like we were at Target today to return some stuff or pick up some stuff for, for a festival we're going to. And um, they're starting to like add costumes and whatnot. And I saw a dog costume that was Grogu. <laughs> and I was just, I was like really hoping they had a smaller version. So I was going to put it on my girlfriend's cat if they had a smaller version of it. <laughs> And I would have worn like run around in the Mando helmet and be like, I would like to see the baby, like <laughs> like Simba style, this cat in a Grogu costume. But I want to go out to Spirit Halloween just because as soon as that like opens back up, it's like falls here. Let's party. I've already got my pumpkin spice lattes. I did that the first day in like August. I love I'm, it. I'm ready. I was born ready for this. I, I went and bought some Bach beer because it had an orange label. <laughs> I got Oktoberfest as soon as that came out. Like it's it's fall is here and I'm ready for it. The weather's not a bajillion degrees. We're in our fake fall right now in DC yep. and it's beautiful. Yep. I can't wait for second summer to come roaring back. Yep. <laughs> all right, back to the wars. Um oh Ollie's outlet. If you have an Ollie's outlet near you, there's been loads of reports of vintage collection figures, uh particular Rogue One stormtroopers. So if you're an army builder, three bucks a pop. I need to get to an Ollie's because I love Stormtroopers. They also have a lot of Black Series figures from the Rise of Skywalker. So they have uh, Jana. Jana, is that her name? Jana. Jana. Yeah, Jana. And a lot of them I'm seeing are packaged backwards for some reason. So, um, yeah, they got a whole big batch of Star Wars goodies in at Ollie's. So check your local Ollie's. Uh, SH Figure Arts hit us with another rearmored Boba Fett from the Mandalorian. Looks incredible. Uh, good. It, their products are always good. If you're a Boba Fett collector, if you know one, tag Todd. Uh, Hasbro Pulse hit us with a ton of stuff, I, and I totally forgot about this. And then my phone started blowing up, like from people who don't even collect Star Wars, and they're like, "Did you see that Star Wars stuff that Hasbro just announced?" I was like, "What? What stuff?" And so they. The Vintage Collection, uh, Emperor Palpatine, Tebow, the Ewok, Lobot, Bib Fortuna, and IG-11. The IG-11 looks incredible, by the way. Uh, car- we're getting another carbonized set, and I think it was the Armorer. Uh, we're getting, it looked like concept art, Din Djarin, with the, the blue stripe on the helmet and a little bit of blue accents in the armor. I think uh, Moff Gideon was one of them, and maybe Grief Karga. Could Maybe be, that could be uh, I never pay attention to uh, yeah. this, that collection. Yeah, the carbonized it, it, here at BSP, we don't pay it a whole lot of mind to be honest with you. They're just repaints of figures I already have, so I'm like, I I don't need that. <laughs> I can I can justify not buying that. So they also gave us uh, some pipeline TVCs coming out soon, which will be Yoda, which I think was Empire Yoda, Five O First Trooper, a Mando Mandalorian Death Watch Trooper. And a uh, Figrin Dan, which is the um, Cantina Band member. Uh, what are they called? What is their alien race called? It starts with a B. Oh, so yeah, it's like Bib or B. 
Beth or Beth, something like Beth, that? It's Beth. Is it Beth? Okay. Yeah. I was just pulling that Jeez. out of my ass. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Beth. I'm sure we're wrong. We're going to get some good comments today. <laughs> just, just DM me saying I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, and then lastly, for the TBC, we're getting an Army Builder four pack. So you get four Stormtroopers, three, three troopers, one officer. Um, this is great if you want to build a Stormtrooper army. And it's only only 40 bucks. So you get four figures for 40 bucks. That's not terrible. Yeah, um, so. Unless you've got an Ollie's near you, and then you can get them for three bucks. <laughs> yeah, go, go army build that way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Hasbro also announced some Black Series. So we're getting a Jet Trooper from the Battlefront 2 which anybody who follows me on Twitch knows that I absolutely loathe Jet Troopers because they're so gonna, the worst. <laughs> you're going to buy a bunch of these, right? And just no. have them like sitting while you're playing, like watching you, mocking you. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> uh, Power of the Force. I love this. A Power of the Force Black Series carded Yavin Ceremony Leia. Have to have it. It's gorgeous. Gotta have it. We're also getting a muddy... Den and Grogu set, deluxe set. I have a major issue with this set, Todd, and it 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 fact that just looks like they took a regular Den Jaren and dipped it in chocolate because the armor's not broken. It's just it's just they just painted it brown. It's the uh, which one? It would be the pre Beskar armor, yeah, 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 right? Just covered, yeah. yeah. So they just took the probably the mold for the pre Beskar armor, and there was. So like here, throw some mud on it. It is a different Grogu, though, I think, than the Black Series Grogu we've gotten. So I'll give him a pass for that. But yeah, not a. I don't know why they keep releasing stuff from like early Mando. Like that's way early at yeah, this point. Yeah. So I don't know why they would, unless they're having issues with, with supply or pipeline issues or yeah factory issues. I don't know, and they just need to pump figures out. But and there's a lot of shit going on in the world at the moment. Yeah. Um, so they also gave us some Black Series pipeline figures. So we're getting a Emperor Palpatine, a Skiff Guard Lando, which I feel like they did recently. Maybe it was a TBC. I think it was TBC. Yeah, it was TBC for that one. Uh, C3PO. I think it was a New Hope C3PO based oh, off wow. the picture uh, that they used. Uh, and Dengar. Dengar! I am kind of um, bummed though for the Dengar because I don't think it's going to be on the um, ESB 50th anniversary packaging. And you've got Forlom and Zuckus on that card. You've got Boba Fett on the card for the 50th anniversary of ESB. So it'd be nice to have like the rest of those to round out that, I guess, carded figure collection. Oh, yeah. What else are we getting? Oh, we're also getting a retro Stormtrooper TVC. So dual with the Vader and the Boba Fett, like the multicolor figure that they've been doing here recently so we're getting a regular stormtrooper um and then last but not least we got a force fx flashlight <laughs> uh, one of the pictures they used looked real bad it looks like a straight up booty hole i it was does. like why why do they have <laughs> i was that was not the most flattering picture for yeah, that they did not use the best picture um but we are finally getting a force fx ray lightsaber um, despite that one picture, this thing looks incredible. Um, two two sixty five, I think it is two hundred sixty five. Two sixty four ninety nine, guaranteed mint from Skyward Fun Supply. Yeah, you can get a bunch of these. So all the TVC figures that we talked about, I think, aside from the Army Builder pack um, and the lightsaber, you can get over at Skyward Fun Supply. Only because I'm looking at Jeremy's website right now. Only because <laughs> I'm probably gonna 
place an order oh. for the IG-11 right now. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, I hate that I have such easy access to this website because that Knights of the Old Republic trailer came out and I immediately went to the website and pre-ordered the Revan archives. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. That's going to be a fun game. I'm excited for that, man. Yeah. Um, but that's going to do it for Cargo Hold. Sorry that one took a while. We were out for a bit. Um, but let's hop right into our main topic of the evening. And that would be the movie Fanboys. We're going to do five up. I guess we'll do three downs. I could probably think of three downs off the top of my head. Um, Todd, do you want to just go over what this movie is a bit for people who have not seen it? So basically, it's your typical 2000s road trip movie. Um, a couple friends get together after you know graduating high school and everything. Re- reunite, rekindle. Um, one of them's kind of gone a little more corporate. The rest are, you know, living their lives. They haven't really done a whole lot. Um, and they concoct this crazy plan to, uh, the movie's set in 1998, but concoct this crazy plan to drive across the country, uh, break into Skywalker Ranch, and uh, steal a copy of Episode One. Obviously, this is pre-Star Wars Episode One hype. Everyone's excited for it. Uh, one of the guys has cancer, so it's just like his last hurrah thing to see Star Wars. I think he's got three months to live. The movie comes out in six months. Obviously, the math doesn't add up there, so they go on this cross-country road trip. They get into all kinds of shenanigans along the way. There's a um, ton of cameos from people like William Shatner and <laughs> Billy Dee Williams and everybody and their mother that you can imagine. Um, and then, you know, they eventually get out to Skywalker Ranch. They uh, run into a security guard. They have to prove that they're actual fans, like they're true fanboys of Star Wars. And then the one that has cancer is able to see the screening of the fan of Venice before he passes. And then the movie ends with them uh, basically waiting in line, camping out for episode one, the Phantom Menace. And there's all kinds of craziness. There's a bunch of details I left out, but yeah. there's drug use, like <laughs> drug use. There's um, all it's, kinds of wacky. It, it's your typical, like if you remember movies like road trip and Euro trip and, and every other trip type movie from the two thousands, it's that, but with Star Wars stereotypes and geek stereotypes. It's got a great cast. Uh, in it terms does. Of funny people or legendary people. Like, uh, so the main cast is Jay Burchell, Dan Vogler, Sam Huntington, uh, Chris Marquette, and Kristen Bell, of all people. <laughs> Kristen gonna... Bell was a bit of a, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, wait a second. I let it go. <laughs> We're going to throw some Frozen in on this. I love Dan Fogler, uh, Hutch in the movie. He's unbelievable. But uh, yeah. Seth Seth Rogen's in it twice, uh, two different characters. Yeah. Uh, the legendary Danny Trejo. Trejo, I can't say it. Trejo. Uh, yeah, Trejo, the chief. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then Billy D. Williams. Uh, Ray Park is in it. And if you don't know what Ray Park looks like, you may miss it. Uh, but he kind of gives it away in one of his lines. And then the absolute legend herself, Carrie Fisher, is in this movie. Because she's an icon. Um, yes. And if you went to Star Wars Celebration, you have seen the van from this movie, Slave 2. Uh, it's a black Predator van. <laughs> is it going <laughs> to <No> windows? <laughs> yeah. Covered in Star Wars stuff. It's got an R2 on the roof. Uh, it's, it's honestly, I love the van. So. so it's free candy on the side. It really does, but an airbash, so it's fine. 
No, it's 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 uh <laughs> it's it's geared towards Star Wars nerds, so it says free toys inside. <laughs> so yeah, before we get into our five up three downs for this, uh just to know this movie was made in two thousand nine and um some of the things they say in the movie do not hold up to today. Uh and that's it's unfortunate with a lot of things some of the things they say in the movie. But um overall it's a it's a fun movie. I won't say it's a good movie. Um uh, it's, it's, it's a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, and the Rotten Tomatoes score is really low. IDBM's really low. Um, but it's a, it's a lot. Of, if you are a Star Wars fan, it's a fun movie. So if you haven't watched it, give it a go. It's actually, if you have Amazon, it's on Amazon Prime right now. You can watch it on YouTube for free, too, with ads. Oh, well, there you go. So, so, yeah. So let's get into our five up, three downs on this one. Todd, you want to go first? Yeah. So my first one, and I guess this is more just like a a general thing about the movie but anytime i watch it it is always a good reminder of 2000s era movies <laughs> so like i said i mean this one takes a lot of inspiration from movies like road trip and euro trip i remember watching euro trip before i went to europe um for the first time when i was in high school so i was like oh this is totally what europe's <laughs> like it's all it's all debauchery and, and craziness um so this is just a, a good reminder of I guess the two thousands and uh, this is set in 98, which is even more like throw it, throw it back kind of stuff. So they're, you know, the technology they're using it, it, it it kind of reminds me of just like how crazy the times have changed. Uh, And your first down. Uh, My first down would be the Boba Fett slander in the beginning. So, because you know, it's been 12 years and there's still Boba Fett slander everywhere, no matter what. And I, I won't I won't stand for it. I won't tolerate it. It's not fair. It's uh, basically them saying he's an overhyped character, which now, you know, looking back, haha, jokes on you. My man's my man's back. He's thriving. He's surviving. He's killing it. Um, but yeah, there is a bit of Boba Fett slander and I just will not tolerate that. <laughs> All right. So my first up is going to be Slave 2. Um, so Hutch's van. It's uh, honestly, to me, it's one of the characters in the movie. It, it's it's so over the top and ridiculous. Uh, like the horn is Chewbacca's growl. When you start it up, it kind of sounds like there's like faint sounds of the Millennium Falcon. It's got hyperdrive, quote unquote. Um, the inside of the van is lined with tops, vintage tops cards and figures of uh, Power of the Force. Uh, it's just and the curtains were the old Empire Strikes Back uh, sheet set. So just overall, it's an awful van, but amazing at the same time. If that makes it's sense. it's a it's a pedo van, but it's um, <laughs> it, with a geek twist on it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's seeing a replica of that at Celebration was really funny because I had just watched uh, Fanboys for the first time prior to going to Celebration, so I was like, oh, I recognize this van. Like that's a hundred percent. Like kudos to whoever made this because hundred percent spot on. Yeah, it, it's not that hard to make. Honestly, you just need the van. Well, I, I would say, the, I mean, the art and stuff. I, I mean, there is some yeah. detailed art because they have on the side. It's like a <laughs> a uh, artist interpretation of the classic A New Hope. You know, Luke Poster. standing up with yeah. the lightsaber coming out of his hands kind of thing. I would say artist interpretation, obviously, because they take some liberties with some things on it. But I'm pretty sure I couldn't tell, but I'm pretty sure that Luke on the side of the van is actually George Lucas. <laughs> Just painted really poorly. He's got gray hair and glasses, so like, who else would that be? Let me see. While you're looking that up, I'll do my first down. So my first down is going to be just the the homophobic and overall awful things that they can say in this movie. Um, 
it's hard to listen to at points, but uh, you just got, I guess, grain of salt from when the movie was made and all that jazz. So, yeah, that's my first down. Uh, Todd, you're next up. Yeah, I can't find it. All the pictures are too small of the yeah. side. Uh, my next up is the fact that George Lucas had to give this the stamp of approval. So <laughs> the fact that George Lucas uh, had saw this and was like, yeah, this is this. We, we can this is kosher. Let's go with this. This is fine. <laughs> um, and just like the nods to to George and and, you know, the from a from an artistic point of view, as far as like the filmmaking goes. And there's definitely like subtle nods to George and, and his prior Star Wars and some of his uh, filming styles. So directing <laughs> styles. Um, so that's cool. I mean, the fact that George, I feel like everybody, whenever it comes to Star Wars, thinks George is very like serious and doesn't, you know, laugh at himself a whole mm-hmm. lot. And then you see things like, and when, and when he got awarded that one time, I can't remember what award it was. And like Carrie Fisher and all of them were like up there, like talking about him. And Carrie was just roasting him basically the whole time. Like anytime you see George in like a, a manner where it's lighter and, you know, he's having a fun time mm-hmm. um, or he's getting made fun of. Um, <laughs> or he's in the back of a random documentary uh, yeah. is, is fun to see. And, and that's just another cool thing is that George is fine with these parodies and gave it the, the stamp of approval probably because he saw a license and he was like, yes, keep, <laughs> keep my brand going. All right. And you're next down. Um, it would probably be, so even though it's a parody, they definitely cast hardcore Star Wars fans in a bit of a, like not so wacky, crazy light, which, yeah. you know, there's, there's some stuff we'll go crazy about. Um, but I think they, they, lean a little too heavy on some of the classic like nerd stereotypes yeah um which yeah you know it is what it is <laughs> yeah they get pretty hardcore with the geek stereotype with the trekkies for sure oh the trekkies they absolutely roast which you know i'm i'm not a trekkie <laughs> um, yeah so i can't really comment too much on the trekkies uh i think the war between i'll talk about that actually later um <laughs> But yeah, the the trek they they definitely lean a little bit, I think, too much into the stereotypes, which it's a parody, and I get that. But I think it it hurts the movie a little bit because it's too much relying on those yeah. stereotypes, and I think you lose some of the characters in that yeah. as a result of that. Uh, yes, I hundred percent agree. Um, so my next up is going to be, and this was just so relatable. So in in the movie, uh, the characters Eric and Linus. Linus is dying, and Eric and Linus were best friends forever. They got to, they have talked for three years. It's been a whole thing, but they finally talk to each other for the first time, and it's an argument, like a real life argument. And it so quickly turns into an argument about Star Wars, <laughs> like a heated argument about Star Wars that it just felt it resonated so much with me. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're talking about. Yeah, it's about yeah. how okay, so they're talking about how they they Eric and Linus were were friends and then they weren't friends and Eric's changed, blah blah blah. And then it somehow gets into how Luke and Leia were siblings, but yet they kissed and one of them thought it was gross and one of them thought it was they didn't know. And they just literally argue about it the whole scene. <laughs> and it's just fantastic. And it just, well, and then it like spirals out into like who cares about this stuff and then Linus yeah. is like, I care about this yeah. stuff. And, and I feel like that's like the the Greatest example of um, us talking to family and stuff about Star Wars. It's like, why do you care about this? It's like, I care about this. Like, this is dumb and I know it's dumb, but I still care about it kind of thing. 
he's driving away in his really shitty car and he yells out the window they were siblings yeah <laughs> kills me um and my next down is going to be seth rogan really and it's not because of what he did it's the characters they had him play and I, and what i what i mean by that is um he both of his characters were so over the top that it took you out of the movie. So as, as the Trekkie, like the head Trekkie guy, he was so overly nerdy and so overly geeky that he just made you, it just made it stupid. And then he was the pimp <laughs> and his character was like, a, he had an awful Southern draw in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> although he had some really awesome tattoos it just took me out of the movie. It was just so it was it wasn't like an actor playing a role. It was Seth Rogen being goofy in a movie, if if that makes sense. Yeah. It just took me right. it took me it took me out of a dumb movie. So that's hard that's hard to do. <laughs> I mean, and this is it's 2009, so I guess were these was Seth Rogen was he in a lot of stuff prior to 2009? I guess that huh? would have been post a couple other big movies that he was in. Yeah, post Pineapple Express and post Knocked some up. others. Yeah, I was trying to remember. <laughs> it's hard to like what other dumb two thousands era movies. Yeah. Knocked up came out in two thousand seven. This came out in two thousand nine. Yeah, so okay. He so like he's definitely. Peak. Yeah. So yeah. All right, you're next up, sir. My next up. So I'm going to jump on the Seth Rogen train. Um, mine <laughs> is his absurdly stupid Jar Jar and Anakin tattoo. It's like a full back Jar Jar and Anakin tattoo. Like Jar Jar Banks. And young child like Jake Lloyd, Anakin Skywalker, and like, this character like George R. Binks, he's going to be the, like the most amazing character because again, this movie's set in 1998, yeah. So they don't know, you know, the, the backlash of yeah. They're like all these characters are going to be amazing. Like all the it's it's building up. Basically, this movie lives in a vacuum and it's like <laughs> leading up to all the backlash. And I guess that would be my next con is that it very much is like making fun of episode one as it's building up to episode one yeah it's like they make fun of all the they jump on all the stuff that always gets hated on they jump on the jar jar hate they jump on the jake lloyd anakin hate uh-huh. um even at the movie they're like as they're getting ready to go in and see it they're like hopefully this movie won't suck like it can't suck right it's star wars yeah. um and that's always like you know knowing the the backlash and and you know what uh ahmed best went through following episode one coming out what jake lloyd mm-hmm. went through um, just kind of the nastiness from the Star Wars community and from the film community and just from people in general about their characters. Um, it's, it's, you know, hindsight, maybe not the, the best thing to constantly rip on. Yeah. But yeah. that tattoo is funny. And the fact that yeah. it's a fullback tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're posed like a, a, like a rap album from the year, late 80s, too. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Your final down, sir. Um, so my final down would probably be that this movie's a bit too predictable. I mean, it's your stereo, it's your stereotypical road trip, like buddy road trip kind of movie. Um, but it leans heavily on stuff that came out before it. So I think it leans a lot on inspiration from the movie Road Trip from the movie Euro Trip. Both of those came out before this movie. Um, it's like a repackaged version of those, but with Star Wars and geeky stuff. I mean, there's the, the, drug use when they end up doing peyote there's um when they end up in like a gay strip club 
yeah yeah that was right so there's like that there's the then they end up like doing drugs and then they end up in las vegas because all roads lead to vegas and then they eventually get to their you know skywalker ranch and the culmination of their journey kind of thing so it's a very stereotypical like it's a predictable um story which if you're just going into it for a fun like hey let's just watch this movie great You're coming at it from a uh, film critique, which I don't really think most people do with this please movie. Don't, please don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, don't, this don't movie, do that. This movie is to be watched for fun. If you just want something to just veg out, not pay attention much to, perfect. <laughs> so, but that's probably it. It's just maybe like there's there's definitely instances where it could have done a little bit more, but mm. it just leans a little too heavily on those kind of stereotypical 2000s road trip kind of ideas yeah yeah i'm with you um so my next up is going to be (laughs) uh there is a scene in part of the road trip they're in the van and windows is talking about how harrison ford is the greatest actor of all time and eric's like of all the history of cinema and he goes he was han solo he was indiana jones and they like they just kind of like start nodding and agreeing with each other that he's the greatest of all time, and they pan out of the van and they say he can he never does anything wrong, and as they say this, they're passing a six days seven nights billboard, <laughs> which is a Harrison Ford movie that was not very good, uh, so I just thought that was just ridiculously funny. Like they really leaned into the overly dumb things and like they got a they got a pop out of me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Uh, for my final down, it's going to be the Star Wars versus Star Trek stuff in the movie. It, really? I've, See, never, I've never been that mindset. Like, I've never watched Star Trek. I've never like hated it or hated somebody who watched it or cared about the rivalry. So for me, it just didn't do anything for me. See, so that so that's my next off actually is the Trekkie versus <laughs> Star Wars aspect. Just because it's such a, and you know, we talk about you know how some of the stereotypes were a bit damaging, mm-hmm. but it's still like the Trekkie versus Star Wars aspect. I think is like a pop culture thing. Mm-hmm. Like you either like Star Wars or you like Star Trek, or you can't like the the both of them. And even though they take some of the stereotypes pretty far in this one, like. Seth Rogen's character, Admiral, <laughs> oh, I forget the na- his name, but it's like Admiral something. But he's like. And a massive overbite and a huge lisp and yeah, like the, the what you would think of if you looked up like stereotypical geeky character, the kind greasy of like, come over, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real greasy looking, um, like hide your children from him kind of look, yeah, <laughs> um, that stuff I think isn't necessarily the best, but just kind of the um, like in the beginning they have a, a Star Trek like uh, phaser. <laughs> and the two guys, the two Trek fans, walk in and they they ask, they're like, "How much for the phaser in the comic book shop that um they're working in?" And they're like, "The, the phaser's not for sale. It's used to sniff out Trekkies like you guys. Like, get out of our shop. Get off my land." <laughs> so I think that stuff is funny. Obviously, they they go to like a big Trek convention in Vegas. Shatner shows up. Like, it's it's very much. It, it it's sort of like celebration to a degree. Like you see all the Trekkie fans dressed in Trekkie stuff, and uh, th- that stuff I think is fun. And then it's the the war versus the Star Wars fans. The first time I ever watched this movie and I saw Shatner in it, it's so funny because I have a con friend. Like my friend Christian and I go to a bunch of cons together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been to I would say ten cons in the last 
five, four, four years ish, and only two of them have not had William Shatner at he's the con. A, he's a man of the concert. He's everywhere, and <laughs> to this day, he holds the most unexplainable hour of my con life because he was. It was a panel with him. He was supposed to be talking about a new show he had coming out, which never came out, but instead, he used that hour to masterfully pitch everything he's ever done and it made it seem so natural like there was priceline star trek uh tj and uh, uh what was the cop movie he was in or cop show he was in tj hooker um oh god he, like, everything he's ever done and then and it got to a point where he was talking about a book he had coming out and then how that book segued into aliens and ex- ex- extraterrestrials, how he's met one, and we were just like looking around, going, "What the hell is happening?" He's <laughs> like, "This is my job as the Priceline negotiator to entertain you all for the next hour." So now every time I see Shatner, like in anything, I just can't not think about that hour of my life I'll never get back, and that I don't understand. Oh my! Sounds like the best hour of your life is what you're saying. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> So my next up is going to be, it's going to be Carrie Fisher. And it's because uh, she's a doctor towards the end of their road trip. And Linus is like getting worse and worse. He's Um, not doing well. (laughs) uh, So she says he needs to go back to Ohio. Shout out to Ohio. Um, And they're like, no, dog. And so they're trying to run out of the hospital. And she stops them. And she turns into Carrie Fisher, essentially. And she's like, she gives him medicine. She says, take three of these every three hours or whatever. And Linus kisses her. And when he pulls back, he goes, I love you. And they don't show her face, but she just so perfectly Princess Leia voice goes, I know. Oh, God, it's so good. (laughs) Uh, Like, I need this in my life. Yeah, that was such a big ass pop for me, man. I loved every second of that. Uh, all right, you're up, dude. Your your final right. up. So my final up is even though we you know we're we're talking about how it leans too much on the predictability and and some of those you know two thousands kind of road trip stereotypes. Um, I do love that it's just a fun road trip kind of movie. You know, it's, it's about friends going on an adventure and getting into all kinds of random shenanigans, and it's got nerdy stuff in it. It's got Star Wars in it. It it's uh. It's just a fun movie, and I'm always yeah. for like. Sometimes you don't need to, you know, deep dive, critical think everything. Sometimes you just want to sit there and watch something and get a laugh out of it. And, um, you know, rewatching this recently, and and just some of the references and nods to stuff, and people like Carrie Fisher showing up, which obviously Carrie's no longer with us. So seeing yeah. her in a non Star Wars role is always fun. Um, it's just a fun movie. I mean, seeing the reactions when they're in Skywalker Ranch and they go into that first room with just Star Wars memorabilia, like that's exactly what we would do, you know? Uh, so yeah, it, it, we have done at Celebration, like yeah, a hundred percent. So and then I will also say, like, also nod to the carriage house, the, the garage. Yeah. It's a carriage house. I wrote um, that down. <laughs> that that they live in. Um, yeah. That one of them lives in. Um, that is just like decked out in like Power of the Force figures yep. and all kinds of good merch. Pez, Pez dispensers, uh, the larger ship sets they had in there. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, 
when I saw the power of the figure, power of the force stuff, I was like, yeah, this is this is it's like it's like my office. It's, yeah, it's, 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 got, <laughs> it's got figures on the walls. It's it's this is home. It's like a welcoming hug. Yeah. Uh, my last up, and then I got a bunch of other things we'll just talk about quickly. Um, is going to be. Oh, God, I there's so many. I'll go with the the Ray Park line. So Ray Park is the head of security at Lucas. Uh, at what is it? Skywalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. His name's Carl in the movie. Um, by the way, the the security officers, if you haven't seen the movie, they look ridiculous, and they are ridiculous. It's uh, the when you see the actors who are the, you know what I mean. Um, but he has a line. If you didn't know what Ray Park looked like, particularly back in two thousand nine, uh, Windows grabs the lightsaber from Darth Vader statue, and he turns it on, and like he's going to attack the security force. And Ray Park has two, um, I don't know, kind of some sort of sticks. And he puts them out and he goes, time to get mauled, boy. <laughs> Which is also uh, great because the movie takes place in 98 in the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's obviously like right before Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, there's a ton of good stuff in this movie. Like Todd mentioned, the carriage house thing. It's a big thing through the whole movie. It's, it's just a garage. Um, I love that they say Chewy for shotgun. And I think yes. that we should incorporate that into our everyday lives. Um, I love that Hutch did a presumably six-hour detour to just go to uh, the Star Trek <laughs> statue to just be a dick. Uh, Hutch in general is hilarious in this movie. I love Hutch. The When they're on peyote and the Ewok, is humping Hutch. <laughs> that's that's funny. Uh, when the van does light speed <laughs> in a straight line because it can't turn. Um, Billy D. Williams is such a he's he's a good jerk, isn't he? Like he was just well, that's a, a younger Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Obviously, when we see her and see him in Rise of Skywalker, so I haven't figured out the connection yet because I haven't looked into it. But the Kevin Smith and Jason Muse. Being in the movie, um, I think Kevin Smith is just because he's it's Kevin a Smith. Nerd, yeah, yeah. But their particular role in the movie—it's <laughs> it's just because it's Kevin Smith. He's like, I want to be in the like this movie's funny. I want to be in it. Star Wars is geeky. Like, throw me in it. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I wrote down—well, two things I wrote down. Uh, one, Kristen Bell is slave Leia. Congratulations. I mean, good. <laughs> uh, um, and then I, it was so funny. I don't know why I laughed, like overly laughed at this when they go down into the trash compactor and all the trash bags are labeled Lucas trash. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. I was crying laughing and I don't know why. It's because it's us. We're Lucas trash. But yeah, it's, maybe that's it. But uh, I, I love this movie. It's so silly, but it's uh, it's it's fun. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's 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 a good way to spend an hour and a half. A lot of fun little tidbits here and there, some silly stuff along the way. But I think uh, anything else you want to say about the movie, Todd? Before we hop yeah. out of here, it's a good fun movie. Check it out if you haven't. All right, gang. Well, that's gonna do it for us this week. Um, like I said at the top of the show, come check us out on social media. Give us a follow. Interact. Have fun. Uh, I guess we start to start hawking our Patreon now. So join our Patreon group. Um, it gets you access to our private Facebook group. We're going to do flea markets, monthly flea markets. 
Todd and I are going to post our collections in there. We encourage you guys to post your collections in there and your new purchases. Any sales that come up, help each other out. Just be a community. Um, get all kinds of little goodies. And get some goodies. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, if you are listening to this and you have not given us a review on your podcasting platform, please do so. It helps us a ton. Um, and we do appreciate it. And got lots of love for all you guys. But until next time, remember, the force will be with you always.